Hello and welcome to the Evolution Podcast. I'm arriving here laughing because I am here with <laughs> someone I love laughing with, Samantha Pomp, who um, has got a great laugh and a beautiful smile and is an amazing soul sister who I've, been, I've had the pleasure of walking with for several years now and in different iterations of the work and in our relationship. And Samantha is a neurowise creator. She is a mystical artist and she is an amazing, amazing mother. And so I'm going to hand over to her because she was just telling me about neurowise creating and what it means to her and yeah, how this has shaped your work. So just take it back to that. You know, you're just from where saying, I was. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, neurowise creation for me is this place where you are walking forward with your nervous system, like in hand in hand, rather than trying to override yourself and what your system is telling you to do. And with with creativity it seems like it wouldn't really have anything to do with your nervous system but it has everything to do with your <laughs> nervous system because if you are so dysregulated and if you are so out of sync with what your body needs and what it's asking from you how could you possibly be creating the things that you are meant to create in this world in an authentic way yeah. and in a way that are that's going to have meaning for you and for yeah. anybody that comes into contact with your work in whatever way that that looks like for you. But it, for me, it looks like finally welcoming my body to mm. the conversation. Mm. Yes. And, and listening to what she has to say. Yeah. And allowing her voice to be heard yeah. in a way that guides my actions. Yeah. 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 And so I want to, I want to circle back to that because there's a lot to dig into with your body. But before we do that, can you, because I know like one of your missions as a teacher and as a priestess is to help people dispel this myth that they're not creative they don't have any, they can't create anything. Their formal art, their informal art, the way they live, like none of that matters. Like, what is it that you like from your own perspective, like your lived experience or like what you're seeing when people, when you're, when you're helping them meet this, what we might call creative block or, um, you know, artist block. What is it that you think is happening in their nervous system and how are you helping people to listen into that place of dysregulation so that they can find the access to their creativity? Um, well, obviously that's a very individualized question for the person, mm -hmm. but I think it comes down to our core wounding around mm -hmm. things like our core wounding around rejection, around betrayal, around abandonment, and the way that that core wound actually shows up in our every single day life. Mm -hmm. And we don't really think about our core wounds as 
things like that's blinders we have on right we see through right yeah yeah see the world through these core wounds and yeah like fear of rejection for example that's one of my core wounds right and everybody has all of these core wounds as you know totally yeah yeah. various you know differences on the intensity of how that has come into your body right um, or shown up in your life but for me, my core wound around rejection has really stopped me from being able to be seen as an artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that kept me making really small decisions around mm-hmm. my art and really saying no. This is my first podcast ever that I've <gasps> ever done. I know because I've said no. Because I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be heard because it was so unsafe for me. Mm-hmm. And when there is unsafety in your body, especially around a core wound, right, it really makes you dysfunctional. You're so discombobulated in your system that mm-hmm. even though you really, really want something, and even though like it's all you think about or it's all you dream about, it's so out of um it's like what is the word like it's out of your grasp, like it's Yeah, it's out of reach, you know? Yeah, it's out of reach. Thank you. It's out of reach. And you may set yourself up to do things and you may find right. some success, right? But it's like that two steps forward, one step backward. But when it Absolutely. happens to with your nervous system, sometimes it can be two steps forward, 20 steps backward. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> right? That ricochet is, can be pretty yes. big. Can and, be pretty big. Yeah. And as you talk about, it's that rubber band effect, right? Yeah. Where you're, yeah. you're bouncing back and forth between, oh, I'm doing really well to, oh, I'm doing really badly. Yeah. No, and there's like no in between. You're like either successful or you're flat on your ass. (laughs) Which, like, artists know this place really well, right? Like, we in in artists' life, like, we're really conditioned to really actually chase those highs and lows, don't you think? Like, that gets really normalized. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, like, I was taught to thrive on that, thrive on that crashing, like, thrive on that scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also really taught to only seek validation from others, to not Mm. seek validation from ourselves. Right. To not give ourselves permission to just fully be the truest expression of ourselves. Right. As a human being, as an artist. And like for me with my art, you know, two years ago, my art really changed and I decided to bring this spiritual side to my work. Right. And it would really changed art for me is the realization that my creativity is actually a part of my spirituality Mm, and mm -hmm. standing in front of that canvas is devotional work for me. And I'm praying and I'm channeling and I'm, you know, humming and dancing and chanting at a painting with the painting and I'm encoding medicine through me because I've become a clear channel because I've Mm. become a cleared vessel yeah because I've done nervous system work and they they really it really they go hand in hand you can't be 
in my opinion, you cannot be a clear vessel for spirit, for source, for soul, for divine, for universe, whatever it is you call it, right? Every mm-hmm, mm-hmm. different language for things. You can't be a clear channel for that, for that voice, for that knowing, that inner wisdom, if your nervous system is dysregulated. If you are mm. constantly in a state of having absolutely no idea what your baseline is, right. what your freeze patterns are, what your fawning, your fawning patterns. Oh my God. <laughs> fawning was the worst thing for me to learn about because <laughs> it was like my entire identity had been attacked when I learned about fawning. Right. <laughs> and it was this realization that I had been just walking around with a mask on for various different people in my life, trying to please everybody yeah. at the expense of myself. Yes. Yeah. And once I realized that the identities and personalities that I was putting forth in the world actually didn't exist, they were created. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot easier for me to melt them off, to be like, oh, right. This is me showing up as this mask for this yeah. person because it's the only way I feel safe. Yeah, yeah. In order to be in relationship with them, that's not a true relationship. That's not a true mm. relationship. If you are mm. showing up masked, you yeah. are not in true relationship, and that that's a huge. That's like ooh for me because right. I'm in a marriage. I have children. Yeah. You know, if I'm showing up masked for my kids. Yeah. But I'm teaching them to mask. Yeah. You know, if I'm showing up masked for my husband, I'm not actually in a relationship with him. He's in a relationship with my mask. Right. So how did your creativity? So as, so as you're, because you were in evolution, we'd done work, we'd done one to word work and things before, but as you really explored this, this like the Pandora's box that opens around fawning. And so I remember something that was happening around the pricing of your, of your paintings, like around the time that we started talking about fawning, right. And you're like in this real rustle tussle with, with um, pricing. And, you know, then we start unpacking the fawning, like, what did so how is the relationship to your creativity to your ability to put your work out there how has that changed as you learned to cultivate safety and dismantle your fawning like what did that do to your work and your relationship with your work well it enabled me to be able to actually let my work go <laughs> which, which is what we say we I, want right to make something but then we're like I'm not leaving. <laughs> we say as an artist, I want to sell my work, but really, I was pricing my artwork so ridiculously high as yeah. armor, as armoring. Okay, yeah. Because then it proved to myself that I was unworthy because nobody right. was buying it. Bam! Say, just say and, that again. Just say that again because yeah. that is such key of how the protections and lack of safety work. We have this whole justification yeah. for why we're doing something, right? Like you could have, you were justifying for years your pricing structure. And in a way it like yeah. made logical sense, right? Yeah. It made but great when sense. you dug it, into the energy, into my art. right? Yeah. But when you dug into the inter- energy, what you actually found was what? You were I was proving. Armoring. I was protecting myself and armoring against my, um, I was proving my unworthiness. 
proving the unworthiness because that's what was normal for you, right? Yeah. And, and the body was creating it, all of these stories and the armoring oh, no. allowed you to find the logic. But it was yep. like, and if it, I let this go, I'm going to be too vulnerable, right? Like if I let this out mm-hmm. in the world, they, and just the process of like somebody viewing your deep, your deepest, precious, intimate rawness, yeah. right? And then they might <laughs> Not only do you get to see it, but you get to take it home with you, and, and then you just get to I do know. whatever and you want. Like, that's your... my heart. I know. I know. And I had this moment where I was watching this documentary, and I wish I remembered it so I could show it to my kids. But they, it, it's a woman who finds art, and then she changes the art that she finds. And I was devastated by this. I was like, <laughs> the idea of somebody taking one of my pieces and like cutting it up and changing it into right. something else. But during this fawning, defawning, unfawning, right. le- learning my, you know, I realized that it didn't matter. Right. Because I actually did everything that I was supposed to do for that piece. Right. right. The medicine, the encoding, the message, I did my work. Right. It showed up on that piece so that means that if somebody gets my work and then decides to chop it up into little pieces and make it into something (laughs) else as much as that kills me it has absolutely nothing to do with me anymore right yeah yeah it has absolutely nothing to do with me and that is liberation that's well freedom it is and and you know what so i just want to kind of name for anyone who's listening in the way we work with fawning in this work is not just about our people pleasing, but that is absolutely part yeah. of it. Yeah. But we're looking at how are we accessing power? Where are we not accessing our true power? Where are we wanting someone else to hold the power? So we're looking at it from a power perspective, right? And this is why it's so freeing the way we work with fawning is because it's not just about changing the behaviors of the people pleasing. Yeah, It's about saying, yeah. I was using my power. I was trying to ha- hold on to my power by holding and hoarding my own work yeah. and making sure that I was proving to myself that nobody would want this because I'm afraid that it's actually meant to roll out in the world. And so right now, how I'm accessing the power is to hoard it. And then what <laughs> happens when I start accessing my true power and my voice in a different way I don't have to hoard and protect the work. I can allow it to move out into the world. And I think this is true, whether you're a coach, whether you're an artist, whether you're a mama, yeah. and it's like, let yeah. those babies out into the world to like, right. fall, you know, like just fall and skin their knees in their own way where we're not protecting them. And I think this is why it's really important that like what sourcing our power looks like is not mm. what we think, like is not what the world tells us it's supposed to look like. It yeah. looks like a softening and an opening in our system, right? Like when we're in our power, there is a soft, and I know like, because, okay, so let's just out ourselves a little bit more. You and I are both warrior right. systems. Yes, very much so. And so we really match each other. It's one of the reasons why we we have, have I think, like a, such a good working relationship and sisterhood yeah. relationship, because we both can have this shadow of the the false warrior or the shadow warrior that's just like, fuck all this, mm-hmm. fuck it all, right? 
I will blow this shit up. I will blow this shit up. <laughs> yeah, so I, I see, like, I know we both, like, have, we keep our TNT, you know, little. Some dynamite in my back pocket. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and the way that I know that, like, that is played out in, in your work, right? Like, this way that it's, like, you would get so far and then that shadow and, and how, for a while again in the repressive fawning that you had mm -hmm. that felt like powerful like I could just blow this all up and just you know fuck yeah. it I'm not finishing this painting or I'm not following through on that application or you know and and how that in that moment of that false use of your power that felt powerful that felt like you were exercising yeah. choice and then on the other side I'm just like feeling my solar plexus like on fire even just like <laughs> right? naming those patterns and like I think about it right I think about yes. the conversations around that. And then what it is to be like, oh, no, if I trusted and believed my power, yeah. I would actually follow through on that application. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's so different. I, it's so different than what than than like all what all the memes or the, you mm -hmm. know, sort of like the shorthand yeah. idea around power is, right? Or it's like Yeah. Yeah. Standing it's so interesting. In your power it's a softening into yourself in a way where you're sovereign. Yeah. And I think for me, especially because I am such a, ah, you know, like I will just blow it up. I would rather blow it up than be vulnerable and mm. trust what's coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you could I think the first time I brought the word up vulnerability like I think when I brought vulnerability up if we had been in person you you would have punched me um <laughs> I will not I refuse to be vulnerable I refuse that I reject that I reject yeah. that notion entirely but now for me vulnerability is really such a beautiful it's your freaking superpower right yeah, and I know it's so gorgeous I I will just tell a complete stranger my truth and you know how they react without to that. attachment without agenda right yeah, but with, just like from that showing up as you yeah so but good it's, it's, and it's not from like a pushing myself onto people thing either right. like I'm not like shoving myself into people's faces I'm like this is who I am yeah and yeah. your opinion of me is none of my fucking business totally well for for Again, what I think the work is, and like I have two two big things, just kind of watching our time, two big things <laughs> I want to talk about, because I feel like so much of your journey has been about bringing your implicit self and your explicit self into alignment. And you, you touched on yeah. that with the fawning, and I think that's huge, but I think there's a little bit more there as well, that it's like that authenticity and that vulnerability now come because the implicit self or the subconscious self and the yeah. explicit or the constructed self are speaking the same language. Um, yeah, they're more in alignment now. And it's not like, I think before doing the work in evolution, and again, we've done work before this, but I think yeah. evolution really was the work that allowed me to go into my subconscious self mm -hmm. and excavate out wow. the things that were really stopping me from seeing myself. Mm. Yeah. And the things that were really just the barrier, the armoring, let's be true. Yeah. 
armoring that I had put right. in place as a form of protection around myself, you right. know, because of my life and the way that I grew yeah. up and the way I was raised and all that shit. Um, and my story is similar to a lot of people's story, right? Sure. So right. it's not, I'm not special. And I just think that with the amount of protection that I had in place, it was impossible for me to actually truly know who I was. Right. Right. And that obviously leaks into your consciousness, right? The way that you show up in the world and the way that you speak and the way that you interact and your actions that you take are really being, you know, controlled by your subconscious. But right. When I really was able to go in deep and look at all of the places where I had cracked foundation mm. in myself, like my baseline, like doing baseline work is, whew, to say that it's foundational, <laughs> I feel like it's the understatement of the world, <laughs> the year of the world. Like if yeah. you don't understand your baseline and who you are in that really just small, intimate space of yourself, yeah like you can't really understand anything else everything yeah. else is just conditioning and patterns and yeah. layers of shit that we have attached to ourselves to survive yeah you know we're for so long we've been in survival and I mean fuck with the way the world is like no wonder we're all in survival and the way the world has been for the last several thousands of years right you know it's thousands of years of layers of bullshit lineages of <laughs> bullshit on every single one of us yeah and some of us it looks a little bit different for these people sure. than it looks for these people but it's still oppression it's yeah. still muck that has right. to be cleared out and healed and yeah. uh, doing ancestral and lineage work has been it's it's game changing to figure out your own baseline because you've yeah. got to know where you come from to know where you're going mm -hmm. and to understand why some of the things that don't feel like they belong to you are yours <laughs> to do. <laughs> you know? Darn it! <laughs> feel like mine, but clearly it's mine to heal in this life. Clearly, you know? clearly here, so I guess I better beat it. <laughs> Well, you know, I think you're, so you're talking about cleaning up the load in the nervous system, right? Yeah. And yeah. one of the things I would say, just as we kind of lead into deeper conversation about the safety that you've cultivated and, and what's come from that, what I notice, even in hearing the way the words move through you, the way your voice sounds over the last nine months, there is an ease in yeah. you being you that I've, that has come online through this process yeah, yeah. I think n my nervous system like I have a diagnosis for a nervous system disorder legit right? so yes legit like a, one of I the have a, one of the biggest yes. yeah, I have <laughs> a an neurological actual yeah. neurological disorder and right. see it you know big old doctor and all right. that stuff <laughs> and so and that's that for me personally is really where why I was so attracted to 
evolution. And when you started right. talking about nervous system work, it was around the time where I was discovering something was wrong with my nervous system. Right. And so it kind and of we're talking felt, we're talking severe illness in the autonomic nervous system, not yes, just an severe, emotional dysregulation. We're talking about not yeah. emotional. Like right. my actual yeah. just to clarify the conversation that we yeah, yeah that was going on. Yeah, brainstem yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah. A brainstem issues, vestibular, cerebellum, like I got problems, yeah. right? And so <laughs> I got problems. <laughs> my body is experiencing this right now. But I think when you really started about talking about nervous system work and you know, you were talking about it from like the point of view from a leader. And even calling myself a leader has always been really complicated for me, as you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I clearly am a leader, but I just, that wasn't something I wanted to own That's because it felt like, right. felt like such a burden. It felt like a responsibility. Mm, right. But that is so oppressive to the people I could help because I don't mm. own anything <laughs> that I say that comes out of my mouth. I don't have anything to do with how it lands for people I'm not responsible right. for that I just have to speak my truth and when we started yeah. talking about nervous system work and you started talking about nervous system work and I was just like <gasps> lit up from the inside because I was like yes please please yeah. keep doing this especially yeah. with the work that we had been doing before this just felt like such a natural evolution which I love that it's called evolution <laughs> Um, to the work that we had already been doing. Yeah. But it's so revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Because you are going to find you. Mm -hmm. Because your nervous system is you. You are yeah. your nervous system. Yeah. What I saw in your journey, which, you know, just to be really clear, we... I, Elisha, as your mentor and teacher, have never worked directly into this extreme um, illness issue, right? Yeah. Like that's, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not a doctor, da, 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 right? All the things. And, and a big fat and, the way that we've worked with the nervous system has empowered you on this physical healing journey. And yeah. what I saw, which was like so beautiful to witness, was when you got enough information about the nervous system to activate compassion for what your body was navigating it and yeah. how it oh. was trying to get, you know, how it was surviving. And I just thought that's the thing because when we're struggling with something that's autoimmune, that's a neurological disorder, that's at like this kind of foundational place in the physical form as well, it's so hard not to carry judgment and and feelings yeah. of betrayal and yeah. the war shame. it feels like a war right absolutely yeah. shame like you know you just feel like you're going to war with the symptoms and your body's not behaving and all of those things and I just I have found that place that you have that you open to around the compassion and the partnership with the nervous system through the way that you could work with it in order to support what was going on deeper in the parts of your system that you can't technically influence through thought, right? Like, like you right? can't think out of this disorder. And yet you can partner with your system in such a really beautiful way, which brings me to what I want to talk to you about next, which is how safety and how your journey with safety has changed your ability, not just to be an artist, putting your work into the world, 
but also someone who lives with chronic issues that you're navigating every day. Yeah. I think safety for me has probably been the hardest one mm -hmm. for me because yeah. I have never actually felt safe in my body. Like for as long as I can remember, my body was not a safe place to be, which is a really hard thing to feel when you live in your body. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think the compassion piece mm -hmm. actually was what unlocked safety for me yeah having compassion for my body and for mm -hmm. everything that I've been through mm -hmm. and realizing like man she kept me alive through some pretty rough things that yeah some of them actually should have killed me I should yeah. have actually died more than once in my life mm -hmm. not just once but I, I've had more than one near-death experience Right. So it's it's always been really unsafe to be in this body and bringing that compassion in and that just like going, hey, girl, thank you. <laughs> like <laughs> You're kind of a rock star. You're kind of a badass because yeah. you armored up and you protected me. And now maybe let's work together. Mm. Like you don't have to do this alone anymore. Right. I'm actually in this with you now. Mm. And it, it, it's like all the parts of you coming online. Right? right. Yeah. And when, when you, I think for me, safety is like, it, it's this lost part of you. Mm. Right. Yeah. And safety brings that part back. Mm. And it, and, working with your nervous system enables you and in the way that you do it right because I think the way that you do it is really special because you bring in an element of understanding like the way that you teach about the nervous system allows me to actually comprehend something that's very complex and yes. I think one of the most beautiful things is is when I was working with my neurologist, I was talking to him about some of the stuff that we were doing. And he was like really blown away by the way that you were working with the nervous system. And it, it's bringing in and, and collaborating with spirituality. Yeah. And that is, it's not leaving anything at the door. Right you're bringing in all of the parts of you into this really important piece. Like you're, like you say, like your nervous system, it, you are your nervous system. You are. <laughs> you are your nervous system. So if you, you are get away from it. System, you can't get away from it. Exactly. So if you are your nervous system, what's being left behind yeah. when you are not, not safe because you're dysregulated because you don't actually know yeah. what, regulation feels like because you've never learned it you've never been taught it and for me regulation felt really unsafe right it felt really unsafe and maybe a little boring and maybe <laughs> a little boring right because I'm used to chaos and I'm used to symptoms right. and I'm used to like sitting around in a circle and my adrenaline spiking and my heart yeah. rate beating and getting hot <laughs> and all these other very symptoms but regulation just feels <laughs> like nothing <laughs> <laughs> but 
like a different it's a different version of life (laughs) yeah it's like floating in a lake that's so calm and peaceful and you're just like held it's like being held by yourself and I think for me the safety piece especially around my art actually allowed me to step further into my artwork and challenge myself more around my artwork and actually like step out into the artist that I am claiming and be Mm -hmm. that and and create the things that I truly want to create yeah and embody this part of myself that's like hey this is your purpose like go out and help people figure out their own creativity I love that spark people get when they realize like oh I'm a creative person. I just right. never saw it before. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. And using being neurowise around that and not yeah. bypassing, not bypassing yeah. our bodies. Yeah. yeah. You know, and not not just using like modalities to kind of like get around things. And I love a good modality. I love a good <laughs> certificate. I've got more fucking classes and certificates that I care to ever acknowledge. It's your trade. And they've all been great in their own way. I'm not yeah. knocking them. You know, I've learned so much from some pretty incredible people, but I think the way that you're teaching an evolution is the way that we actually all should be learning. Mm. Like it's ultimately it should be taught in kindergarten. It should be taught in preschool. Like this should be in our schools. This should be in our government. This should be right. in our corporate system. Like this is like the way that we actually change the world. Like yeah. literally, this yeah. is how we change the world. This is how yeah. we feel this collective that we are all a part of is mm. all of us healing our damn nervous system in a way that is not bypassing our nervous system. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like the question is the answer. <laughs> right? It's so exactly. good. It's so good. Well, you and I could talk for days. We're both talkers. We yeah. also have so much to talk about. So um, I definitely, when, when the next version of this podcast comes forward, I know something I want to have, I want to talk to you about is, is parenting for sure. Mm, Um, and, but for now, I just want to leave the conversation with just like a big thank you to you Mm. for your yes to not only the work that you've done to heal your own nervous system and continue doing that work, but to rolling this out into creativity. I think it's such an important way to look at creativity from this nervous system perspective, from our safety perspective. And I just, yeah. Love that this is your priestesship, your ambassadorship around the nervous system. And I think it's just, it's such an important conversation for us to be having. And mm-hmm. I can't wait for your class. I know there's going to be a class coming <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I'm outing point. you. I'm outing you right now. <laughs> there's a class coming at some point um, around NeuroWise creation and artistry. And so I can't wait for that to roll into the world to see what you create. I'm so grateful for your, the lens that you're taking in this work and how you're, you know, it's not just me doing it. What's just, I think it's so important in the evolution work is it's about us now, like all of the 
all of the people who train in this, the way that they then take it into their own research and creation and exploration. And I just, I really, um, yeah, I'm grateful for what you're doing. I, and then I just also want to bow to that body um, Mm. and brilliance that we call Samantha, because (laughs) watching you move into this place where you are now on your journey is like, it's, it reminds me of every reason why I do this work. And so thank you for oh. being that witness to me, that mirror back to me and that, that inspiration for like what is possible um, in this work. And that it's not just in my head <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's not just lip service that it's, it actually yeah. is the transformation that I believed it to be. And you are the, you are living fucking proof of that. Yes. Yes, I am absolutely living proof, and I I love you so much, and I would not uh-huh. be where I am <laughs> mm. if you hadn't taken my hand and yeah. just allowed me to walk with you on this path because it's been it's been fucking game changing in the best yeah. possible way for me. It's life changing. It's life changing, and yeah. You have lifted me up and you have helped me see myself. You've been that mirror. And in that reflection, I've been like, oh, the light in your eyes is the light in my eyes. Mm. And yeah. it's just been absolutely yeah. a gift to me to be able to be a yeah. sister to you. And yeah. to be That's what we do in sisterhood. Yeah. yeah, this is what we do in sisterhood. Yeah. And the work that I'm doing is taking what you have taught me and trained me in and seeing it through the lens of my creativity. And that's yeah. how we reach the collective is yeah. each one of us that go through evolution, we take it and we see it through our lens and yes. and we bring it out into the world. And that's how we're going to just, it's going to keep growing and it's going to keep getting keep bigger and it's going to keep, yeah. yes. And it's going to so be so good. Oh, well, I'm so grateful for you. And and thank you so much for being willing to share some of your story and to talk about your work. And yeah, we'll do this again for sure. And thank you for letting (laughs) me be your first podcast interview. Yes. And yeah, and and in this version. Yay for yeses. Yeah, yay for yeses. And we'll definitely do it again um, as this podcast shifts and grows into its next form too. Mm. Yeah. All right, love. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening in. And yeah, I'll put Samantha's links below. You can follow her on Instagram. So you can check out her amazing work and also stay up to date about what's coming next. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you.